Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the On The Rocks podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman bringing you another packed show here today. And we got a special guest co-host lined up, Kevin Henry from Rocks Pile joins us. Kevin, thanks for joining the show by phone, man. Kyle, man, it is good to talk to you and always good to talk baseball with you. Folks, of course, rockspile.com is your spot for all of Kevin and his crew's content. Uh, lots of good stuff up there throughout the season even though we don't have a season uh, right now, which is why we're going to be talking some important anniversary topics here, Kevin. On the 22nd of April, as we record this, in the last week, we've had two very important decade milestones in Rockies history. Ubaldo Jimenez's no-hitter on April 17th, 2010 against the Braves, which remains the lone no-hitter in franchise history. And then also on a more somber but very important note as well, Kelly McGregor's passing on April 20th, 2010, former Rockies president. So we will touch on both of those events, uh, impact and legacy, especially when it comes to McGregor. But let's start off on the lighter note first, Kevin, and that's Ubaldo's no-no on April 17th, 2010. Of course, that was in Atlanta at Turner Field. Uh, and looking at the box score, Kevin, not the not the most uh, clean of no hitters. <laughs> Had six walks there, but hey, Ubaldo got it done. And and I remember, you know, being a youngster at that point and uh, being pretty pumped about it. Just as a Rockies fan, you know, for the franchise to finally get one of those no nos. Absolutely, you know, and and you're exactly right. The thing that jumps out is the six walks. Uh, you know, we did something the other day on our side about the best-pitched games in Rockies history, and it's amazing how that one was not considered one of the top ones by the the, the fan vote that we right. took. John, so maybe like John Gray's 16K performance against San Diego, Kyle Freeland fr- flirting with a no-no. But, yeah, the there six walks kind of messes – it gets a little messy, right? <laughs> and, you know, and let's not forget, and I know a lot of Rockies fans will remember this, Dexter Fowler. Making that catch off Troy, the bat of Troy Glouse in seventh inning to save the no-hitter. I mean, at least at that point, obviously preserve it the rest of the game. You know, there's always that one moment in a game where you think, oh my gosh, this may really happen. And I think when Dexter made that catch in center field, I think everybody went, oh, this could really happen now. And Ubaldo obviously finished the job out there at Turner Field. Uh, six walks, just seven strikeouts, too. So, uh, as you mentioned, Dexter Fowler and Co. out in the field really doing the job behind Ubaldo to, to make Rockies history. Absolutely. You know, and it's really, you know, it's something whenever you look at uh, Ubaldo that whole season. I mean, he went 19 and 8. It was such a big year for for him and the Rockies overall. Uh, you know, so it, it's fascinating to see how the no hitter has almost become, and I hate to say this, almost an asterisk as part of the Ubaldo history history with the Rockies. Uh, but at the same time, man, what a great moment. And again, like you said, Turner Field, you know, uh, it, and to see it actually happen to somebody in a Rockies uniform, yeah, the, the, one of the high points of the franchise, no question about it. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Kevin Ubaldo did a lot of special stuff that 2010 season, his lone all-star season. Of course, yep. we all know Ubaldo attempting a comeback with the Rockies this year if and when the season can get underway. He was out at spring training with the club uh, trying to come back after having been out of baseball for a couple years. But back to that 2010 season, you know, he went 19-8, and eight, finished third in the Cy Young voting, 
lone all-star appearance, as I mentioned, and a 2.88 ERA, which has only been bested uh, by Marvin Freeman earlier, not a full season, and then Kyle Freeland uh, in 2018. So a lot of good stuff for the Rocky or for Ubaldo in that year. And really, I think, as you mentioned, Kevin, kind of sets the stage for Ubaldo's place as pretty much the preeminent starting pitcher in franchise history. I mean, he is the career leader in war at 20.4, but that, that no-no kind of encapsulates a lot of the arguments as to why, hey, Ubaldo's the number one starter in Rockies history. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and Kyle, if you look back at that April of 2010 for Ubaldo, the guy started five games, okay? At the end of that, his ERA was .79. After five starts, he did not allow an earned run, obviously starting with the Atlanta game, but his next two starts after that against the Nationals and the Diamondbacks, the guy is still out there just just killing it. And so, you know, let, let's you know say Coors and get all that out of your head right now. But for what Ubaldo did to start that season and then to have the magic continue on through that, man, you talk about a special season for sure. And he started the All-Star game that year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, again, only Rockies pitcher to do that, you know. So, yeah, so, you know, a lot of people who don't, or maybe newer fans of the franchise, or, or those who are, shall we say, a little younger than you and I, maybe, uh, you know, don't understand that when Ubaldo came back to the spring training, why everybody was so excited about it. Right. But if you really start digging back through the history, you realize, again, that special connection there is between the franchise and this pitcher. 36 years old. He's from the Dominican, and he'll be, uh, I'm sure, resuming his comeback attempt if and when the MLB season uh, resumes and gets fired up here. And of course, Kevin, you and I, and and the whole world hoping for that if and when that can happen Uh, again, folks on the rocks podcast is Kyle Newman alongside a special guest co-host, Kevin Henry, as uh, our usual cohort, Mr. Patrick Saunders is on furlough this week. uh, Mix the furloughs being hit at the Denver post uh, amid the pandemic, but glad we can still bring you a show here. Kevin, thanks for joining us. And let's, let's move on here to our second topic. We've, we've discussed Ubaldo and, and that, uh, gem of a of a no hitter if you can call it that with six walks but hey it was a no hitter nonetheless now on to kelly mcgregor now of course uh former rockies president and anyone who goes to chorus field quite a bit sees the ksm initials up there uh beyond the outfield along with you know jackie robinson's number and and todd helton's retired number a huge huge force in in Rockies franchise history and Kevin you mentioned it with Ubaldo maybe some younger fans don't understand Ubaldo's legacy well I'm sure Kelly McGregor obviously not being a player his legacy perhaps is not as on the forefront of Rockies fans brains as it should be and uh, you know just a quick recap died on April 20th 2010 from a rare virus that infected his heart muscle and and it pretty much shocked the Rockies community Kevin as you can recall because this was a huge strong burly guy you know one of the faces of the Rockies front office one of just 18 guys before Philip Lindsay became the 19th uh, to play high school college and NFL football in Colorado he was a standout at Lakewood High School and Colorado State and stand out in the Rockies community as well. So, I mean, what do you recall, Kevin, just from, from his passing? Oh, and then obviously we'll get into kind of the, what we've seen after his passing and the legacy he's left there. 
Yeah, you know, my, my two cents of what I remember is he did so much for the Rockies. He, he made such an impact on this franchise. But if you pull it back even a little bit more, this was simply a good man. This was somebody that whenever you talked to him or whenever you interacted with him, you felt like that you were kind of a better person after that. And that may sound a little cheesy or cliche, but he was the guy that actually took time to listen. He was a guy who cared deeply, not only about the franchise, but about the fans, the impact. You know, I know we're going to talk a little bit about Salt River Fields, obviously, but he cared about what this legacy was going to be and the future of the franchise looked like. And he was really one of those visionary guys. And, and, you know, I think, as you mentioned a minute ago, whenever they put his initials up at Coors Field in that 2010 season after he passed, that says so much right there, considering how long that it took to have, you know, Larry Walker enshrined out there as well. I mean, just just to think about the impact that this man had on the franchise and so many people within it. Yeah, and let's get to Salt River Fields because that opened 2011, a year after Kelly McGregor passed away. And, you know, widely regarded as as one of the top, if not the top, spring training complex in Arizona and in Arizona and Florida. Just overall, uh, he was really one of the brainchilds behind that, a driving force behind Salt River Fields becoming what it is, just the entire complex. And then also the weight room, obviously, was a big big brainchild of his too. And he was very instrumental in all of this, which opened after his death. And then now 10 years later, we see McGregor square, this monstrosity being, being built uh, in a former parking lot, just, just off, off of course field. And it's going to be a mixed use development bars, apartments, all kinds of stuff to do on game day. And that will bear his name as well. So you see his legacy, you know, continuing to stretch even a decade after he's passed. Yeah, and, and you know, you and I have been lucky enough to spend a lot of time at spring training, and we've seen the Arizona complexes that are out there. And right. you know, people are going to say, "Well, you're biased," but I'm going to tell you, and, and I'm sure you'll agree, Salt River is the crown jewel of that whole uh, spring training complex uh, system that is out there in Arizona. Yep. And again, it was Kelly McGregor saying, "This is what we need to do to succeed." You know, and and to have it shared with the Diamondbacks, you know, that was very odd at the time you know there was so much that went into it that was kind of really cool vision ahead type of moments and and whenever you walk into salt river to this day i I still you get that feeling that this is something that was a uh like like we've been saying a vision for somebody long ago that is still making an impact today and as we said at the beginning of this little segment here mcgregor a very good athlete in his own right after that short stint in the nfl as a tight end, he worked in the athletic departments at the University of Florida and the University of Arkansas. And speaking of Arkansas, you know his baseball legacy living on very much in the flesh at Major League Stadiums to this day uh, via his daughter, Taylor McGregor, who, of course, Rockies fans would know via the AT&T broadcast, and now she's covering the Cubs. But that passion definitely living on through his daughter there, Kevin. Yeah, and, you know, I, I can't wait to hear the Chicago people and how much they love her calling the Hogs. Uh, you know, I think that will be fantastic to hear how that goes. But, now Taylor, Taylor's been such a, a great person to be around as well. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I believe it was Patrick that did such a great article uh, on Taylor and her relationship with her dad in the Denver Post. And, it, it, you know, just fantastic to see, again, how the McGregor name you know, Taylor's no longer with the Rockies, obviously, but when McGregor Square opens up, how that's going to change the whole downtown vibe and, and of course, that West Lot area. I'm excited about that. 
Again, folks, On The Rocks podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Kevin Henry, talking two important decade anniversaries here in Rockies history, Ubaldo Jimenez's no-no and Kelly McGregor's passing, both coming in April 2010. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Rockies for continued coverage of the team and Major League Baseball throughout the postponement and as we continue to hope for baseball to fire up sooner rather than later. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a plug to my good friend, Mr. Henry here. Be sure to check out his Rockspile site. Tons of tons of heady analysis there and inventive stuff as you know we're going through this postponement you got uh the best rockies at at every number uh you know one one through 20 at this point you got all kinds of sabermetric analysis so you know keep up the good work there but hey thank you i appreciate that and i'm i'm honored just to keep the seat warm for patrick here while while he's on furlough this week and certainly wishing him and you and all our friends at the denver post the best right now appreciate that man did a fantastic job and uh folks appreciate you listening in to the show Until next time, take it easy.